money away. It's um, kind of like the niceness contest sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, me and Adam played that before. Guess who won that one? Probably yeah. Adam. I wrote him a really You're nice mean. card. No! <laughs> no, I'm only mean in my niceness. All right. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but I'm sure there's somebody out there who knows the scripture when you do nice things for your enemies, it's like burning hot coals in their head. We would never say don't um, raise money for anything. But Has anybody been so nice that it hurts the other person? <laughs> Rains hot coals on their head. It's yeah. an offensive move. Yeah. It's called politeness wars down south. Yeah. If you're playing Civilization 5 or 6 or any of the derivatives. It's called siege onagers up north. <laughs> Basically, you go to you go to diplomacy and you just throw a bunch of money at them and then they like you and then they'll. You know, Colin seems really really nice, but can he throw a hundred kilogram projectile for over a thousand feet? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Only the nicest of nice people can do that. (laughs) They're trebuchets of niceness. All right, (laughs) I'm all set, man. Cool. I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the House Plants Podcast. We are here to talk about music, music. media, and the mission, mission of, of Jesus. Jesus. And a lot more. Lots of cool stuff. How are you this week? Man, I'm doing good. I'll tell you what. This podcast is blowing up like gangbusters, man. Yeah? And it's very encouraging to see, and we... I really appreciate everybody who's listening. You had a very viral post the other day, didn't you? Yeah, and we're going to we're going to get into that. I don't think in this episode, but maybe in the next one, uh we'll 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 talk about uh why that was interesting and important. Yeah. But we've had a lot of cool questions out there. We love when people respond and, and uh part of us asking those questions just to hear kind of what our community is um kind of feeling and, and If you like at. talking to us, Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, whatever your preferred mode is. We're still trying to figure out Twitter and Instagram, but uh, as far as like uh, how we engage with everybody, but I think Facebook is really easy to engage because yeah. you can send these like massive posts out for yeah. people. To We're see. on several different groups and we've right. got a- there's just a lot of people on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. And occasionally ginormous. you get, and occasionally you get weirdos on there or people that are just on there to be negative, but for the most part, it's been super positive. So it's been really good. Yeah. But yeah, I'm doing good in that regard. Uh, yeah. I think the podcast is going well. Um, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Next week is finals week for me. Oh my goodness. So, and then we get to fly to Denver and hang out in Colorado and New Mexico. Nice. It's going to be great. And then you can sing this feeling inside me. Finally got done with finals. I'm finally free. Yep. Okay. So, um, Zach, why don't you tell us about what we're about to play? We're going to play a song. I don't think we've done it on the podcast yet. It's called real love. It's kind of still in development, but it's mm-hmm. one that I brought to a songwriter gathering at Asbury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've actually brought it to them twice. So I've gotten a lot of different feedback on it. So, um, but yeah, it's just about how God's love is made visible to us in the fact that Christ came and died for us. And that's how God's mercy enters into the world. It's based on Ephesians two. If you want to look that up, it's also kind of based on Psalm one thirty. So it kind of has a recognition of the forgiveness and Ephesians that we all two. need. Psalm one thirty and Ephesians two two. Exactly. This is real love. depths from which I sound my plea so void of light but Father you turn your ear toward me and hear my cry Stand 
Fortress of your grace in all its depths So none can claim they save themselves from death seen us dead in sin through Christ your mercy entered in because of your great love for us and you have raised us up with Christ defeating death to bring us life because of your great love for us and this is real How do you think that we're going to accomplish this whole doing originals and arrangement originals for the majority of the podcast for the end of time? I think that uh, we can rely on the spirit to give us songs and words. Um, I also think that we can rely on other people at some point. We did have Ken and And Jonathan Jonathan. Mm -hmm, both give us a song. Sorry, you've relinquished your, um, you know, rights to them. So they're ours now. Yep. We're selling them to um, YouTube right now. For every $10 that we make, we'll give them 50 cents. <laughs> and in that way, they get a, a nice little. That's basically how royalties work anyway. So. <laughs> you get like 5 to 10%. Yes. So, yeah. okay. I um, actually, um, I got a royalty check from Spotify for the first time. For what? Well, because back uh, right around November, before we like left for Christmas break and stuff, mm-hmm. I put... Um, Imperfect Metamorphosis, our stuff from college. I put that yeah. on Spotify and, you know, I told some friends and family about it and it's just on there. If anybody wants to go listen, um, I got a check for those six months. Uh, my royalties that I made off that entire album and the Christmas album that I made together, mm-hmm. $1 and 88 cents. Oh my goodness. Making my way downtown. <laughs> Blowing up. <laughs> 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 Dropping bottles on the ice like a blizzard. On my way to buy an A8 special for myself right now. Okay, so Zach, yeah. um, real love, beautiful song. Thank you. 
Um, that kind of uh, leads me to ask this question. What are we doing today as far as the podcast goes? A little so, different, right? Yeah, it's just me and you again. We've had a couple guests the last few weeks, so mm-hmm. we're kind of back at it. And um, today we're going to talk about some current events, which we don't normally do on the first podcast. time. First time we're going to try and be somewhat topical. This is the first time that we've opened up an actual news article and yep. just looked at it. So here's the deal, guys, for everybody listening. If you're bored of news, listen anyway, because we'll make it fun. Yeah, but like every podcast does a few of these things, which is like, whoa, what's this crazy thing going on? Let's like give our opinion about it <laughs> or um, let's what's the viral story of the yeah. day. <laughs> Clickbait. <laughs> right. So it's just like whatever's happening. So we we have picked some stuff that didn't happen like just now, but it happened like a few months ago, but is kind of a a few topics yeah. we want to breach. So somewhat current events. But really, it's more about like what we normally do with the idea of like bringing it all together. What are we talking about? There so is a theme there. We'll and get there. Yeah, for sure. But I want you guys to keep this in the back of your mind as we uh, kind of continue on and think about things. More than ever before, the world is watching us. Absolutely. So to my paranoid friends out there, uh, the world is watching you. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the world is watching me, too, because we are just more visible just in general than we ever have been with like social media. And in some ways, you kind of choose that. Uh, There are people who choose to disconnect. So that is one that is one option. Uh, My wife gave up social media for Lent, so she did not see anybody's uh, baby pictures on Instagram or what? coffee pictures on Instagram <laughs> that we are so accustomed to seeing. You didn't see anybody's food and like how cool it is to take pictures yeah. of food. With the <laughs> um, you have to use the food filter. What's funny is that um, we want people watching or at least listening to this podcast. Right. Yeah. But we're, we're not necessarily talking about that. We're talking about Christians and how they are perceived by the world. Yeah, so everyone is kind of looked at with a more close lens these days. Absolutely. Everybody kind of has a platform. So, you know, how is this good or how is this maybe bad? Um, And what should you keep in mind as a Christian just in the fact that, like, people are watching? Mm -hmm. So, Colin, you want to open us up with some prayer and then we will dig in. Let's do that. Okay. God... Today is a very important day for us because we are going to talk about ourselves, talk about the ways we might need to improve, the ways that we might need to better represent you. So today we just pray that um, as we do the podcast and as people are listening, that they would connect with you as we are about to in um, study and in intrigue and through the Holy Spirit. So we just pray that in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Boom. A very uh, different kind of prayer today, but it's yeah. going to be it's, it's going to be good. All right. So, again, we have said this a million times and I'm sorry, Vlad, if you're listening, but we are not like super theological experts or you anything. just called him out. Wow. Hey, man, he told me he was like, hey, you, you know, you guys always say you're not experts. Well, we're not. But I will say that um, we can only offer our perspective um, from where we are and uh, as our experience with being Christian and just kind of sort of dissect a little bit yeah. some of the things that have been happening. Technically, current events and viral types of stories uh, will fall under the media umbrella kind right. of what we're doing because we know a little bit about this stuff. Absolutely. We know what it's like to report on the news. We've done that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so let's hop right in. Cool deal. Nice ice chewing. I knew, mm, I knew you would mm, go for it. Like. Mm, <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> getting real for a minute. Um, let's. I guess let's talk about the spray paint uh, graffiti thing first. Yeah, uh, this one was re- a really weird one because... It's a few months ago. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a year ago. Was it ago. a few months ago? I would say it was like when the first thing kind of went down. It might have been like yeah. summer of last year or maybe like close to fall oh, okay. of last year. For some reason, I didn't hear about it until recently, but this kind of thing happened now, a lot. They've been they they they've continued to happen. But yeah. I think the one that was kind of in the news a little bit was the one that kind of got covered in the news for a little while was this one in uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, Maplewood, Maplewood. Yeah. So yeah. so uh, the graffiti thing. So apparently two guys late at night 
spray painted on a Muslim mosque. Yeah. The words Jesus saves as well as like 666. And then um, a different part of the town, they were, there was like graffiti. And then later, you know, these stories started coming up of people spray painting crosses yeah. on Muslim temples and things like that. But we're just going to, we're going to kind of focus on this kind of first early one because. Um, yeah. What's special about this story? Colin? I just think the way that the, the, the guy responded, the, the, the way that the, the mosque responded was important, yeah. but let's, let's kind of talk about, because before we get into actual like fact, like kind of the weighing of things. And uh-huh. so Zach writing Jesus saves, is that bad in general? Yeah. Um, I would say it depends on where you're writing it. <laughs> if you wrote Jesus saves on a piece of paper in high school and sent it to your friend, is that bad? No, it is not bad in and think? of itself. Okay. What if you send the paper Jesus saves to your Muslim friend in class, knowing that he is Muslim? Yeah. Again, I mean, maybe not the best idea, but I wouldn't necessarily call it a bad or evil act. What if you scratch the words Jesus saved onto his desk? Well, you're getting sketchy, aren't you? I am. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to show the, yeah. The evolution of the act. Yeah. And sure. so what if you know that it's a Muslim building that is a temple and you spray paint Jesus? What about on? the person who is writing this? Right. What about the person who's writing this? So what? Okay. So uh, if for everybody who doesn't know about this, uh, you know. They still don't know who, who did this um, act of vandalism, I, do, I don't. Right? I, if yeah. they caught them, I haven't been able to find anything about it. Okay. For all of the people listening, if they've figured out who the guys were, please send us like a link or something right. to an updated story. We will cover it. Well, here's here's been the weird thing for me is because the moment I saw that, I I started looking at it from the angle of like, this is not the best way to represent our faith. It's not. I can pretty much completely assumed that a Christian did this. And I know Christians do things like this, but... Um, it, it didn't occur to me until a little bit later on that maybe this was somebody just kind of like wanting to start some beef, you know? So, well, people do that, too. <laughs> I don't want to be this guy who's just like calling people out because yeah. I, I don't for me to judge anybody is silly because I sure. have a lot of things to be judged for. But um, I'll let God do the judging. But I'll say this. Um, anybody who. Mm, oh, what's the way to word this? Anybody who lives a life that isn't glorifying to God, yeah, and makes that their main like Christian stuff, yeah. I don't know. I think you'd be hard pressed to call yourself a true Christian, right? So if you say I'm a Christian, but then every single day you go out and do something like heinous that God would like frown upon. You can still say that you believe in Jesus, but you weren't really living out what Jesus is. You like. believe in him in your head, but maybe right. not your heart. And so what we're doing would, through would a belief of Jesus in your heart and a genuine care for like other people where you want to reach out to them and show them the good news of Jesus Christ, would that right. lead somebody to do something like this? Absolutely. So yeah. we um we get to that point where we start talking about even evangelizing, proselytizing. Yeah. And if that is indeed what they were trying to do and why that I'm is not even sure why but. is, why is that good is like very easy to explain because having a true relationship with Jesus is better than not having a true yeah. relationship with Jesus. And I, I hate if uh, uh atheist hears this and thinks I'm just being biased because I'm a Christian. I, I just got to say, um, don't knock it until you try it. <laughs> Give, give Jesus a shot and see if your life isn't better. That's all I'll say about it. Right. I know that sounds, I mean, it is biased because I have a great relation. I mean, it would be like if I tried to sell. Colin, didn't, <laughs> did you not just vandalize somebody's um, ears by <laughs> giving them that message? So, yeah, right. So, <laughs> so there, there is a push on both sides and I will explain that in me, in my opinion, I think that it was the person who vandalized obviously was definitely doing something wrong. Yeah. But the argument of the communities is really uh, the next step of this like article and why we're talking about it is proselytizing in general like wrong. 
to do? And if so, what does that mean for the Bible? Because yeah. if saying to somebody, if saying to somebody who doesn't believe in Christianity, Jesus saves and like trying to sell them on the idea yeah. of Jesus, if that is somehow like hurting them in some way, then we need to reexamine right. like, what we mean well, by that. <laughs> you know, if, if you want to get deep with this, there are people who would say that. I mean, that's the whole reason why Absolutely. prayers in schools are banned. Yeah. You know. My take on it is obviously I want to be able to proselytize, evangelize. um, Absolutely. But you should do it within the context of relationship with other people. And so, and I guess I don't really care about like using public prayer in school or um, any of these types of methods because like. I just don't I don't really think they work anyway. So if you're you're being forced to say a prayer in school, that does not make you a a Christian all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. Well, like (laughs) you don't you don't need any of that stuff. Well, check to be able to evangelize. So typically when we talk about like spreading the gospel, which we're going to talk about another even like crazier story in a little bit. But I wanted to I wanted to kind of go to this particular scripture because I thought it was uh-huh. pretty profound in the regards to this story. So you ready for this? But in it's first Peter three fifteen and it says, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, uh-huh. always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you mm. for a reason for the hope that is in you. But then see people just read that and go, okay, done. But right after that, and it says yet do it with gentleness and respect. Yeah. So, was was what they did respectful and gentle? Absolutely not. Jesus was not setting up a group that would go and like hara- harass people into believing. This is not the <laughs> morality uh, as told by the yeah. Boondock Saints. It's not like <laughs> uh, we're doing God's will. We're going to gun people down. Yes. Now it does seem cool to like think of things in a like justicey way like that. But here's the thing. <laughs> uh, who was it that ran beside the Ethiopian? It was, it was oh Philip. It was Philip. Yeah, and he ran beside the Ethiopian and he met him where he was. And the yeah. Ethiopian said, "I need help figuring this stuff out." And he's like, "All right, let me help you." He never said like, "Yo, eunuchs yeah. are dumb," and then like carved it into the cart and kept walking. <laughs> he spray painted the chariot. <laughs> uh, get real, <laughs> Yahweh's the way, idiot. <laughs> you know, like knocked the book out of his hand, right. throw it in the dirt. Well, you know, <laughs> and um, w- that whole exchange was completely led by the spirit. Exactly. Uh, the Holy Spirit was already preparing the Ethiopian dude. Right. Like, because he, you know, he was like, he had a scripture of Isaiah, I think. And he was like mm-hmm. reading it and he's like, I don't understand this, you know. And, and and the Spirit led Philip there. That's what it says. Right. And so for people out there, there's there is quite a few conservative minded, I think, for the most part, people who believe that the Muslim invasion in America can is troublesome. Mm-hmm. And. I will say that every single person on the planet, regardless of the religion, is still a is still one of God's children, in my opinion. And so, I have seen so many cases where Islamic and Muslim believing people have turned to Jesus the right way. Yeah, and so I don't see there to be any need to to cause like mean things on a on a temple. It doesn't need to be a division thing. It really doesn't. Yeah, and so. Yeah. So when you do something like this, not only are you representing the church poorly, but you're also representing Jesus poorly. Right. Which is even worse. Yeah. I mean, and so what we need to do, guys, is just like when Zach was saying earlier in the message that the world is watching us now. God is also watching us. And we're going to get into more, which is more important, the world's view or God's view. But I think that at some point. When we're doing what God required us to do mm. in the way that God required us to do it, the yeah. world will see us in a different way sure. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that was the other thing, you know, that you can observe about about the Philip and the Ethiopian story is that he was led by the spirit. He did not care what people were going to think of him for for reaching out and saying that. 
Right. Now, the Holy Spirit made his job easy because the guy was already asking questions, you know. But there are yeah. so many other times where the apostles and, and this is what um, gives so much weight uh, to the claims of the gospel mm. was the fact that they went and died for yeah. what they believed in. Exactly. Yeah. And they were obviously putting um, their stake more on God's view of them than the world's view. Now that is very important for what we're about to talk yeah. about now. But first I want to just kind of sum up what happened with this story a little bit. Cause um, we have the article here, but I'll just say what happened was this guy. Now I'm going to bring up this. It, we, we have an article that we looked up from the star tribune uh-huh. link in the description. Yeah. Link. We'll link it up in the description. And uh, uh, as far as I can tell, um, when we look up uh, any kind of article, there is going to be some like level of bias, uh-huh. but um, as far as I can tell, this was pretty straightforward. This was like the local paper from where this yeah, happened. This I is think. pretty straightforward. So, um, this guy who was, I, um, this guy, Cater, uh, Amin Cater, mm-hmm. um, he, he kind of like issued a statement about this and he was saying that essentially, um, he was okay with forgiving them. Yeah. Um, not only that, he says that he is going to offer them clemency, but he also was saying that he agrees that Jesus saves. Now we're not going to talk about the Muslim faith versus Christian faith, but, um, it's funny that the first response they had was to try and like meet them somewhere, like meet, you know what I mean? Like try and find common ground. So that's the first thing that he does. And then the second thing he does is says that he will, he will offer them clemency if they come forward, own to what they've done, apologize and just clean up their mess. And so one of the things that I think is important for people to hear when they hear that is that the way that he has reacted to that is more Christian than these supposed Christians. If they were Christian. Yeah. Now, what a thing to do to (laughs) um, reach out with forgiveness and want you know, to bring the person in, they probably want a relationship with that person. You know, I, you know, and, and we're not going to, we're not going to talk about the Muslim faith. This is like a, it's always going to be a thing in America to, 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 and to compare Christianity, true Christianity with, with the Muslim faith is, is very rough. So what I will say is regardless of what's going on in this story, I will say that the cater guy reacted Mm-hmm. more Christ-like than the supposed Christian yep. did. Yeah. And as a result of that, the world is viewing that Muslim leader right. as being more holy than these silly people. And so mm-hmm. what are we doing as believers? We are constantly making ourselves into these ignorant idiots who, I mean, you know, I hate to be mean, but uh, we... Well, there's a certain amount of bias against Christians, too. There is. Um, there's, but there's, there, there's, there are plenty of Christians who are giving plenty of fuel to that fire as absolutely. well. So it's not, it's not like they have to completely make things up either. Right. <laughs> I, I will find, just say right you now. You can find faults in people of many different uh, religions and groups. Every group in the world has got some yeah. people in it that represent the stereotypes. Right. Exactly. So. Uh, those people are the people we need to sit down with and say, if I could meet those two guys, I would say Jesus saves. And hopefully you understand the full story of Jesus yeah. and why he saved and how he saved. Right. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't go with a spear and like plug a hole through the door of a, like a Roman centurion's house and say, <laughs> Jesus saves punk. Nope. <laughs> you know, he, he let, he let them do that to him. Right. Yep. And submission. So, Okay. So there's that one. So feel free to look up that yeah. mosque thing. It uh, reminds me so much of uh, the condemning pastors who show up on campuses. Like at EKU, we always had. Yep. It seemed like it was always the same guy, uh, but they would just show up and they would uh, convict everybody of their sin mm-hmm. uh, and just pretty much leave it there. Like you're going to hell. And that's all I came to tell you. <laughs> yeah, we could. I mean, there isn't necessarily like art. There's a lot of videos out there yeah. uh, where these guys just, you know, they're not there to have a conversation with students. Yeah. They're not there to have a, an open dialogue with Christians or atheists. They're not there to do anything but yeah. condemn people yeah. and then sit back and watch the mayhem. 
Right. So, Colin, <laughs> do you think that a good message can be presented in a bad way? I think in the scripture and even in a different scripture, it says, do all things with honor and decency mm-hmm. in that first Peter one, it said, you know, with gentleness and respect. Um, I do, I do believe that God can use anything. Yeah. But I think that we do God a disservice by the way that we do things. I think we're in a pretty much agreement there. Cause we talked a lot about how God can use things even that are not Christian or, or right. not with his will. Like, um, even in Genesis where, it, you know, the verse that looks back on the story of Joseph and all the bad that was done to him. Yeah. that says what you intended for evil, God intended for good. Right. That's like one of the closing verses of Genesis. So, and, right. and so like, but, you know, God can use anything, but wouldn't mm-hmm. you rather be <laughs> fighting with him than against? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you Use the best tools possible. Don't use a rake to yeah. dig a hole. We've said this yeah. before. Um, a real last, like a good, like parallel to that argument, like, like a a message done in the wrong way sends the wrong message, even if you're saying the words right. Yeah. So like, if you guys have ever seen the movie, the butterfly effect with Ashton Kutcher, (laughs) like one of his early memories, he's like sitting there trying to talk to his dad in like the prison. And then he blacks out, wakes up and his dad is like choking him going like, I love you. And it looks like he's trying to kill him. (laughs) And then a long time later in the end of the movie, he like warps back to that time and asks his dad, like, I need info. Blah, 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 blah. And the dad's like, you can't mess around with time, yada, yada, yada. And then it kind of shows you the full circle of the story is that the dad is like, it might be better for you to die than to like suffer through all this crazy stuff that you're going through or even better, like whatever. And so <laughs> then the then the message he's saying, I love you, takes on different contexts, but it's still that he's using like violence and trying to like kill his kid. And so, of course, no matter what, you're going to like see the fruit of his action, yeah. not the word of his action. Right. Right. And so that's what we're talking about is like the fruit of what you do completely cuts through all the words yeah. that you say. <laughs> so like, uh, what's that song? Oh, what's that one song that we, uh, done? Oh yeah. <laughs> words aren't everything. The song that we have gone and done. <laughs> so, okay. Yes. Yeah, so that's, um, mm-hmm. it's an interesting story, but it, to answer your question fully, I would say, Almost in every single case, no, I don't believe that um, good things can be done in the wrong way. Like, I think the right way is part of why they're good. Yeah. The way and, we do things is more important, I think, than and what we, we say. And we were just talking a little bit ago about intentions. Yeah. Because me and you are both. Best lot, intentions, best laid we, plans. We are, we are the kind of people that are going to cut you a break if you have good intentions. Like, we both kind of do that. Right. Uh, with other people and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, you know. The road to hell is uh, littered with good intentions. Absolutely. That's what they say. So, I mean, it, at some point, good intentions are not enough. So I don't know if there was good intentions in this graffiti act uh, that took place. Maybe, I'm not so sure. I even, even then, I even question I that. But if yeah. you were trying to truly say that Jesus saves, you really undercut your entire message. So there you go. Okay. Now flip flopping. Let's go to our next story. Zach, what, what's this other story about? Oh, this is one that we've been talking about for weeks now. <laughs> Months uh, because we talked about with Jake, with, like we tried to talk about it with Jake and we like threw it out. Remember? Yeah. So mm-hmm. John Chow, um, is, was for a time the most famous Christian in the world. I think <laughs> only like in <laughs> December of last year, he was yeah. like the biggest thing ever. Yeah. So, you know, this is a podcast about, uh, barely current events. <laughs> we only, we're only bringing this stuff up because it really, it, a lot of this tells a story We're we're yeah. Christianity today. The main topics are like the GC and a lot of stuff that we can't really breach right now. So still a little too, uh, fresh out of the oven, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's too hot for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, but John Chow was a missionary and mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. was involved with an organization that is trying to reach people with the gospel within the 1040 window. Um, and, we, and just anywhere go, in the world that doesn't hasn't heard. Jesus. You haven't heard. Yeah, yeah. Haven't heard the gospel yet. We want to bring it there there. And, you know, we could get into a little bit on their theology in a bit. Right. But there was an island uh, somewhere around Fiji. Um, is it Fiji? Okay. It wasn't the island of Fiji. No, it wasn't. I'm saying, like, I thought there. it was close to India or something. but Polynesia it, okay. area. Yeah. yeah. Um, Vanuatu. 
Okay. Where there was a season of Survivor back in the day. Okay. Um, yeah, and so, I mean, he... So Jeff Probst uh, puts him on a boat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> John Chow, uh, yeah, he went on a boat and he uh, Illegally. Got, illegally. Because you're not allowed to go, to go out there. But he did, he did take some precautions, like... They had not been exposed to diseases and stuff, so he, he got all the supposedly and shots. Yeah, he got mm-hmm. shots and stuff, and then he went and he was going to proclaim the gospel to them. I'm not really sure how far he got. No, here we go. I'll t- I'll fill in the rest. Okay, for you. yeah, you tell it. So the people that took him out on the boat were willing to do this for him. He paid, I think, a bunch of money, and yeah. they all ran the risk of paid getting them to break in big the trouble. Law. Yeah. yeah. And then he hopped on a little like dinghy boat, I think. Yeah. From the main boat, went over to the island with a Bible in hand and his other hand like up, I think they say. He walks up the beach. Yeah. And immediately is pierced by spears and arrows. And he's trying to say, like Christian, like he's trying to proclaim the gospel, like God, Jesus loves you and stuff, as he's walking up the beach and never makes it very far. Right. He gets just pelted with weapons and just dies right there. Did they even get his body? No, 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 no. no. I, I, because as they far as I don't nobody know. Nobody else was allowed to go and recover. As far as I know, I think that the, the his body is still there. Well, they've taken it and taken it. Yes. Yeah. I, as far as I know. Now, anybody who wants to uh, to fill us in, uh, we've done s- some research, but we're not like yeah, huge sure. sleuths or anything. Yeah. So I will say this. Uh, he got killed. On the island by uh-huh. the indigenous people of that island. Yeah. For the crime of coming to the island. Right. Now, every precaution that Obviously, could, they're not going to try these indigenous peoples for murder. No, they're not. Like that. Right. Yeah. Because they... It, it's kind of like... Because they're not... The government there is not going to interfere with the island. Well, not only that, but yeah. it's like... The, the the law stated no one shall go, they're dangerous. And so John Chow like understood the danger. Yeah, he did. There was a <laughs> there was an art a guy who did this art piece like series for a while and I can't remember his name, but we my just my wife is a uh, was an art major at EKU and, and we learned about this guy who would make these long tunnels made out of wood. Yeah. And at the end there was like a little room and he, the artist himself would sit in the room. <laughs> and he'd put a sign at the entrance of a tunnel. It'd be like a 60-foot tunnel you crawled through. And in the in the signs, like the sign at the front, it would say, if you crawl through to the end of this tunnel, I will punch you in the face. <laughs> and people would crawl in the tunnel. Yeah, there's something about that that just kind of begs you to do it, doesn't it? And so, <laughs> the, right. The right kind of personality <laughs> comes by. They really can't resist that. <laughs> and so the, he, he wrote a bunch of other bad stuff, too. But I'm just going to use the punch yeah. in the face one as an example. But. Um, so uh, this is not the same thing because the motivation for him to do what he did, did not come from some kind of insatiable yeah. curiosity. It didn't come from some kind of, um, stick it to the artist or, you know, stick it to the government in this case. Um, it came for a very different reason, Zach. Why do you think John Chow oh, did what yeah. he did? Um, I think that he is genuine and that he wanted to, um, preach the gospel. He felt called to go where it had never been preached before, and he wanted those people to know about the love of Christ. So, in that way, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to ask you this question because it's too tough of a question. But the question that has been posed out there is: Was he doing something righteous, or was he doing yeah. something stupid and wrong? Yeah. Now, mm. again, this is a middle of the road issue. Yeah. Now, the the Muslim mosque thing was a little more cut and dry. They were doing something foolish. Now, Whoops. I'm not going to sit. I'm not going to sit here and say that the idea of going to an illegal island where, you know, somebody will kill you. Isn't foolish, but I will also say that you could do something that seems foolish and it can be righteous. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of precedent for the death of somebody proclaiming the gospel to um, to have results in the world. And I think that there are times that God does use somebody's martyrdom. I mean, there were there were thousands of martyrs at one point in history that Absolutely. really kind of 
um, pushed the Christian movement forward. There's actually, I mean, if you look at places where people are being persecuted, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good things happening there. The gospel is kind of getting out based on people's example that they're willing to die for it. Like the apostles did. Yeah. We're, we're going to get into that a little bit too. There's a, there's a great deal around the world of like right now of like Christian persecution. That'll be like our most up to date thing we'll talk about. But, um, but yeah, so John Chow, um, we did research. Uh, there's tons of news articles about him. Before he ever even had this idea, I think he was like talking to some people in his organization, even his like Christian uh, university, and they had they had known about this island for like a long time, but nobody had went. And he was just kind of that guy that was like, "I'll do it. I'll like I'll do the most extreme thing possible." Now. There is like a thrill seeking maybe aspect to this, but take away any of the minor details of this. And what you've got essentially is a guy that says it is more important for me to spread the gospel and possibly die. Yeah. Than to not spread the gospel and stay alive and continue to do work elsewhere. So, if that is all that's involved in this story, is it wrong? That's the question. Yeah. You can it's, add all this stuff like it was dangerous to. Yeah, yeah. To the, And we'll talk about that in a sec because it, 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 the, the disease thing and the isolation of the culture thing is important to talk about. But just that idea to risk your life to spread the gospel, is that inherently yeah. wrong, do you think? I, I would say that it that it is not. And especially um, in the gospel. It, it, yeah. I think that sometimes in fact, God requires us to do that. Mm. Now I can't say for sure whether or not this guy had an actual calling or not. Um, but assuming that he did, I believe he was just being faithful. There's tons of examples. I mean, um, there's a movie called end of the spear yeah. where there was a, uh, you know, a missionary couple, very similar, the first people to get into a certain area and preach the gospel. And they were obviously killed. That happens a lot. It probably hasn't happened as much recently because there are fewer places where the prime directive right. is in place mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, yeah, it could still happen. I mean, people are going to be averse to the gospel and God is going to use us uh, to get it through. So <laughs> I recently watched uh, the newest Rambo from 2008. Yeah. And in that uh, Rambo is like in um, Burma or oh, yeah. close to it. And there's like a civil war going on where they're like recruiting young kids to be a part of their yeah. like militia and stuff. And these Christian missionaries come and they have like no idea what they're getting themselves into. And it's like super dangerous. Yeah. And he's like, don't go up river. It's a war zone. Yeah. <laughs> and he tries to like tell them not to go. And the girl from the show Dexter, uh, that blonde lady, uh, she um, insists upon it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like trying to defend them and he's like killing people. And they're like, this is evil. You're killing people. And he's like, if you don't have weapons, you ain't changing nothing. <laughs> and it's like this idea that like we have an Americanized. Yeah. So that's the first thing I'll talk about is that we have this idea in our head because we've never been to a third world country that we know what's best for them. That is the, that's the view that a lot of people yeah. in the world have about when well, people and take it, And in some sense, I think people look at what John Chow is doing and they might think that that's the line of thought that he has. Right. Because there is, um, there is an actual historical connection between, um, like missionaries and um, colonialism and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that did happen. There was a certain sense where like people from Europe came over and mistreated Native Americans and said we are doing God's work. But I think what people don't realize is that there was actual legitimate um, uh, proselytizing and evangelism happening at the same time. Not the same people necessarily. Yeah, there were people who came and um, and. And did horrible things to the native population. Um, 
mistreated them badly, oppressed them or whatever. But there were people who just came like the Jesuits, like you were talking about. Yeah. And, and there's another uh, movie, of course, that yeah. called the mission where uh, essentially they go out to a tribe out in the middle yeah. of the jungle and, and proselytize. And there is yeah. a, quite a bit of danger of them so I think, dying. I think that, you know, mm-hmm. people think about like Christopher Columbus and the mistakes that he has made. Sure. And they're like, well, all European mission over to uh, the new world was like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think there was there was legitimate gospel move happening too. We just don't hear about it as much. <laughs> the, the the it did not form the foundations of our country. <laughs> unlike so, so the let's political let's, part. Let's go back to something that yeah. you touched on uh, in the first story we talked about, and it is doing things in the right way. Yeah. So there is a big distinction between going over and using your religious power. Yeah. To dictate what will happen, and then doing evil in the name of God. Now, that has happened, and every every group throughout history, I'm sure, has had their bad points. Christianity, in, uh-huh. in particular, has had has had times where they've made tons and tons of mistakes. Now, regardless of whether or not mistakes happen within the Christian church throughout history, does that necessarily mean that proselytizing to a nation that's not heard the name of Jesus is that mm. is that evil? I would say it is not evil. Now, it violates the prime directive. <laughs> so we'll get into that now. Um, so <laughs> one of the arguments made, of course, uh, is how John Child's presence affects and hurts the people there. Yeah. And so the first way is, of course, if they get sick from disease. Yeah. And that is a real, real fear. Yeah. Um, I would say that uh, studies probably would paint both sides of that argument, but um, that is something to consider for sure. How is, how are you impacting somebody when you go over and does that constitute a doing it wrong? Yeah. Now here's Hmm, a tricky one to answer now. So, so you can mull that over, but we've also got this big argument about the cultural impact. Yeah. Now, as a person who has been secondhand involved in missions and you being a person who is yeah. firstly involved in missions, do you feel like your presence in Haiti or in other places you've been has affected their culture so much that they are like yeah. no longer that people anymore? Yeah. Well, Haiti is a really weird example because it is um, the it is the poorest nation in the Western Hemisphere and mm-hmm. it is um, mainly people of African descent because they are there for the sole reason that the French colonized. Right. They colonized the island that Haiti is on and yeah. got rid of the native population there and brought their slaves from Africa over there. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, the children of those slaves rose up and created their own country right. of Haiti mm-hmm. is very intermingled with American independence too. Like, um, like we had troops like down there helping out as well as them. Yeah. It, it had to do with like the French. There's even like, there's a fort that they built on top of a mountain mm-hmm. down there called the Citadel. They were so afraid that Napoleon himself was going to come and try to take Haiti back for the French. that They built this giant thing. Um, I don't know. They probably had like a couple hundred people die building this like giant fortress yeah. that they made. And then Napoleon never came. Yeah. He was, in, <laughs> he was in Russia fighting the Russians. <laughs> so, 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 let me- so I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is um, the, the culture of Haiti is something that's a consequence of history anyway. Right. So it's like, you know, I don't know. How do you, they they have a culture that's that's because of all this colonization and yeah. stuff. That happened. you're saying the difference being that then on the island there was no they hadn't been touched by any. They've other never co- been culture. touched by anything. So yeah, uh, and 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 I don't want to get too far into this little side thing, but um, I I I don't know how long this this kind of thing could continue mm. uh, for the next ten thousand years. Yeah. You know, could they continue to be the exact same culture they yeah. were? Yeah, will they evolve as a people? Um, I think that most cultures in the world have have evolved and changed based on who they interact with. Yeah. I mean, would you say that the, you know, the Spanish are like 
who they are exclusively because of who they interacted with right. in Spain or all the places they went to or yeah, it, it, our, every, every culture is, <laughs> you know, a result of other things that have happened. Right. And so, and so it's tough. It's a, it's a tough thing to put the burden of saying, um, anybody who yeah. comes over there changes their culture. Yeah. Now I, I understand what's happening with that Island. I'm not, I'm not disputing it, but I am saying that like, it's what John Chow did raised a lot of questions. And one of those questions was, is his presence over there going to change who they yeah. are, hurt them, give them disease. That was really silly of him to not consider all that. But uh, as far as I know, I he did he consider. Did. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I think that his answer was God is the one calling me to go. So right. God's going to be the one that directs what happens with that. And just like you had said earlier, Christians identity should be in Christ first. Yeah. So that's the other thing I want to maybe reshape instead of focusing on culture so much. And I think that we got to be mindful of the cultures that we interact with. Um, But what Christ does is he forms your identity, not to your surrounding culture, but to himself. Right. And um, there was some pastor, that I heard that used a term um, recovering the image of God in us. Mm. And I really like that because it implies like, if you say God's going to change your identity, um, that kind of implies that like, um, like you are like completely wrong. And I think that in (laughs) like, it's obvious from scripture that we have been fallen, right? We're affected by sin, but somewhere down in there, um, God has something that is the image of God. Right. That And so, like, what we want is to have that recovered, not necessarily have us, like, wiped away and destroyed. You know, I think, I think that's a more solid Christian view. Right. And so, how culture plays into that, well, you know, you're going to conform either way. You're conforming to the culture around you. That's somebody else telling you who you are. Yeah. Somebody else is going to tell you who you are either way. You should have the one who created you telling you who you are. Ooh, boom. Right? I agree. Yeah. I don't think that I don't think that having God as your identity and having cultural identity is mutually like No. I'm not saying that you yeah. can't have both. My thing is like I am obviously an American, so I have a very skewed view of how it is to be a Nigerian or right. a uh you know a Greek person or yeah. a anything. So what I'm, what I'm saying is that Island for good or bad has not been visited by anyone except for a few people that tried and got in trouble. Yeah. Now, does that mean that Christians should be called to like, try and get the word of Jesus to them? Because, in the Bible, in many places, it talks about spreading yeah. his, spreading the word of God to all nations. But specifically in Romans 10, 13, and 14, it says, yeah. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Yeah. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to right. believe in him right. who they have not heard? And how are they able to hear if they're, someone's not preaching to them? Yeah. And so the, the, the gauntlet is kind of laid down there and yeah. put at our feet and said— if you want God to save as many people as possible, it is your duty as a Christian to yeah. try and spread the word of Jesus. Yeah. And so you should do that, but you should do it in the way that um, that God is calling you to do it. And exactly. go where he tells you. Right. And so like we talked about with Brian. Exactly. Yeah. And so what's um, so are we saying that what he did is right or wrong? I'm saying I'm still up in the air about it. I think I, there's a lot to consider. I think that the only person who could know for sure is him because the way I would make the judgment of whether it was right and wrong is whether or not God told him to do that or not. Absolutely. And or only, if it was just a thrill seeking thing or if yeah. it was whatever. Yeah. But I will say um, there, there is kind of this movement of we have to get um, the gospel to every single nation that hasn't heard. Right. And I think what they are trying to do, what, what they're trying to do is good because the gospel needs to be preached Absolutely. in every nation. Based but, on what Romans 10 says. But yeah. I, 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 um, I worry a little bit that sometimes Christians take that 
to mean that it's their responsibility to bring out the <laughs> yeah. end times. Yeah, no, nobody will know the time. Of you're the not, hour, you're so. not going to be able to affect it. It's God's plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you are simply get to take part in it. So um, uh, one last little thing to add to this, like kind of idea that we're, we're turning around here is there's a video and you can check it out. Uh, Pen, it's from a while ago and it's Pendulette who oh. is an outspoken atheist, fat Pendulette or weight loss Pendulette. I think he's somewhere in the middle in oh, this okay. video. I think it's probably like in the mid 2000s maybe. Oh yeah. 2000s. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And so he he has like a few videos around that time. One of them's about Christmas, but w- the one that I thought was so profound. And he is an atheist. Let's re- let's remind ourselves yeah. of that. But he is also a very considerate and analytical guy who can yeah. kind of dissect yeah. some things and he said that a guy came up to him after a show and brought him like a little Gideon Bible. Uh-huh. Like it was like the new, some of the new Testament and stuff. Yeah. And he first told him he appreciated his show when he liked what he was talking about. He gave like good, nice comments about it. But then he said, I just wanted to give this to you because, you know, I care about you. And then Pendulette said the way he understands Christianity is that if you are a Christian, you believe that if a person doesn't accept Jesus, that they will go to hell and won't receive right. eternal life. Yeah. And he said the fact that he was willing to step out for a big celebrity and like do that and risk his like one time talking to him yeah. to say that was like it profound and important because he knew that the guy cared about him enough to do it. Yeah. Now. I'm not trying to use Pendulette to spread the gospel. I mean, I guess I am in a way, but I'm trying to say <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not trying to misrepresent him. That's what he said in his video. Yeah. I'm not changing. He, he was appreciative of this guy sharing the gospel with him. And, it, and he Even said he's, he's still not, not a Christian. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm still not a Christian, but that was cool that he did that. Now, the reason that's important for this is because if you truly believe that people who do not accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and don't receive eternal life are damned to hell and and will not receive eternal life, then the if you are genuine about it, then you really do care uh-huh. enough to do that. And if John Chow was the kind of person that said, if these people don't hear the gospel, like it says in Romans 10, that they won't be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven, if he truly believed that, then you've got to, I mean, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you've got to figure out a way to get the message uh-huh. to them. Yeah. And in America, we have the privilege of being able to just say, well, I don't like I don't like Christians and I'm an atheist and I or I'm a Satanist or I hate uh, the whole establishment or any of that stuff. And that's, you know, at least you've heard it and made your mind up. Yeah. It's different for a person who's never heard it and then goes through their entire life and has never heard it. And it's the scripture lines it out as our responsibility to do that. Yeah. And so it's it's a tough Situation, But I just thought it was a cool thing for us to talk about because it's another way that the world views us as these crazy, um, fanatical guys that will do whatever. Jesus freaks, right? Yeah. What will people think? Does, uh, (laughs) would you, like, here's a question for our listeners just to chew on. Yeah. If, if you could, would you save five of your friends from death and give your own life to do so? That's the do people in America and around the world still value the idea of like sacrificing yourself? Yeah. yeah. Like what if you could save thousands? What if you could save one even? I mean, what if you could save five of your closest friends, but you had to die? Would you do it? Like if you were just like, well, they're, you know, uh, what help can I be? So the question is, if John Chow really thought I could be saving an entire like island of people. Uh-huh. So is that what he was thinking? We don't know, but yeah. there it is. Let's move to some big questions since we're at about 60 minutes here. Okay. Well, um, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So how can we best keep it in our mind that uh, you're being watched, that we are so visible? Like what are some good ways to remember um, that we have a platform and that we need to be responsible with it? I just think we need to be, constantly like the representation of what Jesus would want us to be. Yeah. And that's, I know for a lot of people, they see that differently. Maybe. Yeah. A lot of people think that to be a, to be a follower of Jesus is to be uh, a leader or to yeah. be, um, 
reverent or to have all of your scripture right or whatever. And I know that Jesus said two things over and over in the Bible throughout the gospel. Um, he said, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Love each other. Uh, and so how do how does that play out for us in our lives? I think that with everything that we do, just like the first scripture I read, we need to do it with gentleness and respect, yeah, with yeah. honor and decency. Um, do we be, do we help God's plan? Do we do we further His kingdom by getting down in the mud by right. by doing something yeah. uh, in the wrong way? I don't think so. So I would say that the the way that we present ourselves, the way that we do everything, is important in yeah. how we are reflected. Are we we are reflecting Christ in the world? What do you say, Zach? Yeah. What's what's a good way to always keep that in the forefront? Yeah. I think everything you just said, I think remembering um, those scriptures, I mean, whatever you got to do to remind yourself, I have the Bible app on my phone sends me notifications yeah. uh, that says, here's the verse of the day. Um, and, and just remembering that, like, you know, I'm an imager of Christ in this world. And I got to confess that um, I'm not always turned on like um, w- the scripture about like always be ready to give a defense mm-hmm. for the joy you have yeah like, I, i'm not always out there like portraying joy yeah um, i'm to not the people either. around me i'm not either. there are times when i'm just trying to get stuff done get the groceries get home no so, christian in this whole world is yeah. perfect hear that people who are not christian listening to but this i podcast. think that um the people who have figured out how to like wake up in the morning and um and and let god like bring them out, you know, right. so that they're like switched on and, and ready to go. Um, I think I think they've found something that is difficult to do on your own. Yeah. All and, right. Next one. Next big question. How can we let God use that for good? Yeah. The platform that we have, I think uh, surrender, giving that over to God, recognizing like, you know, I've got. I've got social media followers. I've got people who watch me every day as I'm like out in public. Um, I mean, you and I in particular need to, to, to keep a weathered eye out. Like, I mean, not a weathered eye. What's the word? Uh, we need to constantly yeah. make sure that we are sharpening iron and keeping the sure. sawdust out of each other's eyes in a way. Right. Because yeah. just like you said, we have a platform now. Yeah. Um, I mean, regardless of the podcast, you still have yourself. You know, you have right. like circles of influence. You have more circles of influence, even uh, even an introvert um, or a partial introvert like myself. Um, you know, you've still got people that that see what you do. I like that know? one girl um, at Ken's uh, church uh, when we went there and did the live show. Yeah. I like that she was saying that her friends would call her if they needed like something. Christian-y. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, that's a good that's a good thing because they have seen you in a way that they feel tr- they trust yeah. you enough to call you about that. Yeah. And so if we can get there as Christians, man, then we're doing good. We're doing something for the world where they can be like, there's something different about these people. Yeah. And obviously I also think that you can't do any of that without prayer. Yeah. You know, you need the power of prayer to, uh, we need to we need to constantly be praying to God just to keep that connection. But I also think yeah. it's good to check in and make sure what we're doing is being done in the right way. What, yeah. What it empower God empowers and guides us. That's one thing. Uh, if I had to ask myself the question, like, what's one thing we would change? I would say, I would say the problem that I see a lot is um, that we often rely on our own like understanding and opinions. Yeah. And not often enough do we go to God and ask him if what we're doing is actually good. Yeah. Like we never, yeah, we're do not, that. we're not waiting on his uh, direction all the time. <laughs> like even if it's something you would like a hundred percent, like even if somebody was like, I think that we should have um, the children sing a song this Sunday, mm-hmm. even if it's something as like simple as that, go to your room and be like, God, is that the right thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> what if we did that about everything? God, should I buy the unsweetened milk? <laughs> I mean, I feel like, I feel like it's, it it would be like super like crazy to always be doing that. But at the same time, I don't think it's wrong to do that. Right, right. I don't think it's ever wrong to pray. So, yeah. And finally, um, how do you hope that our podcast might become a platform for good? Well, just as we, well, 
just as we talked about before this idea of like doing everything the right way being like because the world is watching yeah i think that just as we discussed um we can be the representation or try our best i don't know how people feel about us but um i would i if there was one thing i would like pray god to do for me it would be to pray I, i would pray right now that god make me the instrument that he can use that is a good representation of Christ. Like I, I, I'm a firm believer that just being around people and representing Christ will lead people to Christ. Yeah. Because they see the light that comes from the, the, you know, the joy, the, well, and you, you have to have that because people want to be shown, not told. The, I mean, you can't, you can't just explain somebody to faith. Let's show them love, not to find the word. Right. Yeah. Like the, like the song says. And yeah. so, um, one, I, I would say that the podcast is a good way for us to continually say, um, this is who Christians are. They're down to earth guys that like to talk about stuff, but they're definitely not doing like, I mean, I hope we're not doing things in the wrong way. I, uh, we've been very, very good about like sitting down together, praying these things out, making sure we're, mm-hmm. we're not going to cause division. We're not going to cause uh, people to turn away from God in any way. We want to be, a, uh, we th- think about that for every episode. So, I mean, yeah, really we do. We do. And, and, and there have been things that I've been like, I'm kind of worried about that. So we might like stay away from a topic or, or there might be a topic that we feel like, Oh, we need to talk about even if we don't really want to. And sometimes it's good to, push things a little bit. Uh, but in everything that we do, we have to try and be the representation of Christ as, as best as we've heard from the Lord and interpreted our scripture. So we want to do that as best we can. What do you think, Zach? What's a, what's a hope? Oh, let me read this verbatim. How do you hope our podcast might become a platform for good? Yeah. I just hope that, um, that God is in it and directs it and that he brings people that needs to hear, uh, the message that we are willing to tell. There you go. So, All right. There you go. Another week down and in the books. That's right. Thank you guys so much for listening and continuing to listen. We rely very much on, on your guys' uh, support and, uh, and and just your feedback and your views and your listens. So we thank you so much for being a part of it. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Check us out on the medias that are social and be social. And yeah, continue to, to, to give us good feedback on Facebook. We really appreciate it. And we will catch you next time. Peace. This song so it matches perfectly by slowing down the theme and making it make sense. Yeah. Make a slow piano ballad version of that. <laughs>